Good evening, everyone. It's rather strange, but believe it or not, it's not five o'clock, but it is five in midfield. So we are starting at a very strange time today. It's Thursday. It's eight o'clock in the evening. Um, I don't know why we started this late, but it's a change to the schedule. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um, Dylan, how are you, buddy? I'm all good. How are we? How are we? Mate, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. It's a, it's rather strange starting at this time. It's like I've had to turn the lights on. There's fireworks going off. Know, it's a little bit weird going on right now. Yeah. But do you yeah. know what, today? This It's five o'clock somewhere, mate. Somewhere it is. So for whoever's tuning in, wherever you're tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. Of course, you can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on Apple Podcast. In fact, you can it's catch us pretty much everywhere. And we are consistently the same. We are two up top for football. Wherever you're looking, we're there. Nice and simple. Right, today's show. So we've got a couple of, uh, well, some quite good gems coming up on today's show. So this is all about one club legends. Uh, those guys are hung around, total loyalty. We probably won't be doing this type of show again in five, ten years' time because there is no such thing as loyalty anymore. So this is a rarity. It's probably the last time we'll ever have this discussion. So I'm going to kick us off, I think, Dil. Yeah. I think. So my number five is a bit of a controversial one. And I'll explain when I hit the button. So my number five is this man, John Terry. It's controversial, isn't it? But I'll explain why I put him in number five. So, John Terry, to all those people watching in at home, yes, I know, he had his last season over at Aston Villa, but my list is about English top flight. And actually, he spent his entire top flight career at one club. So, he is my number five. We're talking about a guy that played almost 500 games for Chelsea, captained his club, come through the youth ranks, captain England, top player, you know, he, he scored a few goals as well, even if it might have been with Wayne Bridges' misses. Um, <laughs> but he did all right. He did all right. So that's my number five. My number four is a little bit less controversial, but equally quite entertaining. Jamie Carragher. <laughs> it's the greatest photo when i was skimming through so for those tuning in on the, on spotify I, there's a picture of jamie carragher literally eating a bag of butter kiss toffee flavored popcorn it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious get on the google and have a look at that one there's all sorts of things i could have put with his kit on but that was just brilliant and i couldn't resist so yeah jamie carragher again 500 appearances for his club absolute yeah. loyalty most capital, capital of pool player absolutely and actually even as his career was starting to go because he came on board as first of all as a right back didn't he yeah, yeah. and then he moved more and more central into a centre yeah. half position and you barely even noticed a change that it's, it's quite a big thing to go and do and readapt to a new position but actually it was seamless really good leader good player underrated he's a great guy as well yeah even if he is occasionally gets in bust ups on yeah. social media yeah. and filmed yeah. we won't go there and we the M55 yeah, yeah, we won't go there, though. We won't go there. My number three. So I'm changing clubs now, and I'm actually going for a guy that I thought was probably one of the best players I've seen in my generation, and that's Paul Scholes, with a very young Lionel Messi, I think, in the background there. Um, there is not much you can say about Paul Scholes that hasn't already been said, and we love Paul Scholes on this show. 
you know, you'll talk about a player who had entire loyalty against Manchester United, retired, came out of retirement to help yeah. them sort themselves out and still was taking home trophies. Yeah. The guy is an exceptional, exceptional football player. Whether or not you're talking about creativity, the ability to hold the ball, strength, scoring goals, the guy had everything. Extreme, I think... Extremely humble as well. He went to JD, uh, JD for his boots. Yeah, prior to the cup final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so such a humble guy. So I, I I think Paul Scholes was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. Certainly one of the best that I've seen in my generation, and massively underutilized by England, in my opinion. But there we go. Uh, my number two, I've actually gone for his teammate, and it's this man, Brian Giggs. Giggs, yeah. Giggs had an immense career. Uh, I mean, where do you start? I mean, it's almost 700 appearances for Manchester United. He still holds the record, by the way, for the most assists in a Premier, most assists ever in the Premier League. 162 assists. It's a longevity as well, though, as well, isn't it? And again, he's another player that was very clever. He reinvented himself. He knew his days as a uh, as a out and out winger were over. Started to drift more and more in field. Even at little games where he's playing up front, you know, this was yeah. a a very intelligent player that played to the best of his ability, regardless of what his age was. It was fantastic, um, and again, a very, very, very good player. My number one is going to shock a few. So my number one is actually a Spurs legend. No, it is not Ledley King. It's this man. Bill Nicholson. And actually, do you know what? It's so fitting, this image. I'm going to leave it here while I explain why. So throughout the entirety of Tottenham as a professional football club, they've only ever won 24 trophies. Three of those were prior to Bill Nick. Eight of those were after Bill Nick. 13 of those 24 trophies, he won. He won. Both the league titles that they won, one as a player, one as a, as a manager. He won two out of their four league cups, three of their, uh, what, have they what have we done, eight FA Cups, the only European Cup Winners' Cup, and one of their two UEFA Cups, all won by Bill Nick. He took home 13 trophies, and the man was such a legend... But not only did he come on board as a player in 1938 and spend his entire playing career, he took over as manager in 1958 and only stopped in like 74, 75 because he got bored and disillusioned with all the hooliganism and everything else that went on. The guy lived on White Hart Lane. He's got a rose named after him called Bill Nicholson Way, I think it is. And he's such a legend that when he died, they put his ashes underneath the old White Hart Lane pitch and when they built the new stadium, they were extra careful to take those ashes out and bury them underneath the brand new stadium's pitch. Oh that God. is one club legend. That that's, that is that like you can't. I don't. I don't think. It, I'm just going to leave the microphone right there. There's not away. many. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's many people. Many people who even get that treatment at all. Wow. Like, yeah. Let's just we'll put it there. Yeah, more than more than fifty percent of all their trophies in their entire history, he won. As either as a player or a manager as well. It's, wow, 
Yeah. So that's when you over bleed. to you, my friend. He bleeds twice. <laughs> he bleeds. Oh, that's that's amazing. So, so Dylan, where do you want to start from here? <laughs> I, I, I've gone for the rest of the world because you've gone for you've gone for the English top flight. So I've gone for the rest of the world, and I'm gonna throw an absolute curveball at you. I'm gonna go from go uh, Rodrigo Seni. Rogerio Seni. Yeah. As you can see, he's a goalkeeper. He played 1,234 games and he scored 131 goals as a goalkeeper for Sao Paulo. Now, let's a, just backtrack on that a little bit because I've not misheard you, have I? 100 plus goals yeah, from a goalkeeper. Yeah, 131 goals from a goalkeeper. And wow. We're not talking just penalties. We're talking the majority of them are free kicks, top-ins, some of them, some of them you think that nah, the goalkeeper hasn't moved, but some of them you think they're some of the best goalkeepers in the world. We're never stopping them. Wow. Um, he's he's another one you like yourself, like like you, like your top list. He's now the manager. He's now from retirement. He's gone straight into being the manager, and it's like it. He he you can tell it's just pure love for Sao Paulo. You know what I mean? He's won a lot. He's won a lot of stuff there. Basically, everything there is to win on that side of the world. He's won. He's won world wow. uh, world club cups. Uh, yeah, club cups. He won. He won basically the lot on that side of the world. Great fun. How are you topping that for number four? Um, Carlos Poyol. I've gone for number four. Now, this is Mister. I think of Barcelona, and this is it. This he is Mister Bar Barcelona, Mister Catalonia. That's what he is, Mister Catalonia. But. The only, the only reason he is four for me is the fact that he played 481 games. And it was... I, I remember watching a little documentary about him and it was like he wasn't... He, he There was a point where he was close to actually getting left out of the team. And then he ends up working dead hard and ends up winning 18 uh, club titles for them. Not, not, not actually like league titles, but like trophies. He... He literally, he just, he was a leader. He he scored the big goals, and I I like literally nothing much more you can say about Carlos Puyol. He there from the beginning. Do you know what I remember about Carlos Puyol? Out of all of that tiki taka football and the Barcelona side that was all about being great in possession, very attractive, and almost a little bit soft. Puyol was the opposite. He was more than happy to deliberately take anybody down. He was just a very typical example of a player that was skilled yeah. in dark arts and how to make sure that if they lost possession, they didn't concede possession in a tactically un, you know, unforgiving area of the pitch. Well, he was I see, very, very, very good as a leader. It's funny you should say that because like, there's a point where there's a, there's a video where he get, um, PK gets a lighter or something thrown him on his head. And he starts getting it going like that to referee. Yeah. Uh, Puyol runs out to him, grabs it, throws on the floor, get your head screwed on. Smacks got him around the head. Yeah. He's got a corner now. And it was that leadership. But then when he was captain for Barcelona, but when they won the Champions League, he didn't lift the Champions League. Do you know who did? Eric Abadal, because he gave it to him. So he's got that leadership being, you know, aggressive to his own players, but he's got that great love yeah, inside. Team to him. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Great pick, yeah. mate. Great, right. great guy. Number three. Number three. Now, you know, Poyol won 18 league trophies, but this guy didn't win 
one. He didn't win. He didn't win. This guy didn't win zero, and it's Francesco Totti. But what a player, though. The, what a watching, player. I've watched a few things about him, and made honestly like twenty-seven years, seven hundred eighty-six games for Roma. Yeah, in two thousand four, Real Madrid were like tried to sign him, and he's the only player who said no to Real Madrid at that time. This was he turned down. Is it, who his favorite player was Zidane? He turned down playing with Zidane, Ronaldo. He put he he, he rejected the the El Clasico, um, not the, the Galacticos. He he rejected the Galacticos, and then Chelsea came in with a bid for one hundred and forty million. He rejected that as well. And it's another one with like with Puyol. He loves the city. He he is Mr. Rome. Right? And it's such a shame the fact that he never won anything. But you know he's in here just for the fact that he was loyal. Like loyal to the bone. And it goes back to that thing that we always have it's always a healthy debate, isn't it? Are you a great player because you had a glitting career and uh, and you got a trophy cabinet full of silverware. Or are you a great player because of various personal accolades, loyalty to your club, what you brought to your club and your team presence? You know, it's that are you are you a club legend and people still talk about you because you're a club legend, or were you a player that collected a lot of trophies? And I think that the, the t- him and Ronaldo are the two sides of that coin, aren't they? Ronaldo is yeah. good. People will talk about Ronaldo and Messi for generations over what they've achieved. Certainly Ronaldo, yeah. the, the stats, the, the records, the trophy hall is incredible. What they talk about Totti will be a bit like how we speak, speak about Alan Shearer. Yeah. And it's the loyalty, the status, what they brought to their clubs, what they brought yeah. onto their football field, how yeah. they played, rather than... How many trophies you got in cabinet? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Up north, the the Geordies, they look at chair like he's God. In Rome, yeah. they do like in Rome. The kids get born and they get told stories about the number ten. It it's yeah. mad. Like, I was been watching like loads of things about him. He is, as I say, he is Mister Rome. Okay, right. So that's very difficult to top. But you've still got two more. Yeah, two more. And so I've what's number for, two? Number two. I've gone for um. I've gone gone for Lam. Um, oh. Philip Lam. Uh, I am having an issue with the graphic for Philip Lam, but let's talk us through Philip Lam. Yeah, so yeah, Phil, Philip Lam. I've lost. I had the stats down, and I've, I've actually lost them, right? But uh, Philip Lam. I've I said to you before, people my generation talk a lot more about Gary Neville, uh, Danny Alves. Lam was. Lom was solid. Lom never got a red card. There's a lot of... Just... He... I don't really know what to say about him, to be honest with you. He, he, was, he was that good. It, but... I think Philip Lom is a great player. Um... And I think for me, he's probably one of the most underrated players that we've had. Yeah, um, like, for the German side, uh, people talk about you know the the latest thing of of fullbacks is really that they become almost wingers. That's the kind of the way that the formation and the evolution of fullback has gone. Yeah, Philip Lum 
a little bit different to that. Yes, he brought something in terms of uh, an attacking play, but actually he's a very, very, very good, as Beckenbauer would class, complete footballer yeah. in the sense that he's played as a fullback. He's played at times as centre-back. He's played as a defensive midfielder towards the end of his career. Yeah, that's Pep Guardiola yeah. put him there. That is a sign of a very good, complete player who understands the game, understands the roles, and understands what is required of them and where where they are in their ability of what they can do to bring the best to the team for the team. And I think Philip Lom's a f- fantastic example of that. Yeah. Very, very, see, very good player. He played left back, right back, centre back, and, and CDN. And played not to get red carded at all in that in that in them positions. It's very impressive, Steve. Fantastic. It? It's fantastic. And, you know, he's got the same uh, trophy cabinet as like Puyol. You know, he's won everything. He's won Champions League. He's won endless, endless amount of leagues. You know, the the guy and, and as we said before, the guy was underrated. I know I had a little thing go there. It's honestly because I'm struggling. I had everything there for him, and it's all gone. I've got stuff for Maldini, but I lost all my stuff for long, so I've had a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So number one, then we've already number mentioned. One. Yeah, number one. Number one, Maldini. This man, Maldini. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, same thing. This is a, another legendary player that has played in pretty much every position going along that back line for Milan. Spent his entire career at Milan. Yeah. Um, what what a player, what a leader, what an example to anyone that's looking up and going, I want to be a defender. What do I have to do? Go and look at Paolo Mulroni and try and just emulate some of what he does. His ability to read the game was absolutely top draw. I, I think he's the best defender of all time, me, personally. But it's um, it's not just him as well, though, you know. Uh, book his dad, his dad played for AC Milan, and yeah. so does his son. His son does as well. Yeah, so it's three generations of Maldini who's played for AC Milan. It's it's another thing like you know like Totti, but this guy, twenty five years at the club, twenty five trophies. It, it just oozes class, and as I said before, he there's no what no not many not many people you can name better defenders in the world, ever. No. I, I honestly think he's probably... I'd be hard-pressed to find another defender to even come anywhere close. I'd possibly go Baresi. Um, but yeah, even he, then, you, you're clutching back into Milan's past to come anywhere close to what Maldini did. Am I right in saying that? I'm pretty sure this is... Is it 15 goals they conceded that season? Uh, I think it was less than that. I think it might have been 13 goals. 13 goals. I think it was right, yeah, one, 15 for 13, round about there, wasn't it? Yeah, and... it, was, it was the lowest scoring, uh, t- you know, title winning side yeah. ever. But because yeah. they only conceded 13 goals, you know, the, the, the Serie A even changed the league rules and changed the point system because, because that de- Milan side was so defensive and so good defensively. That they knew they were going to carry on winning titles. Yeah. So I, I yeah, hard pressed to beat that one. I really do. Um, well, where do we go from here? I mean, that that's a fantastic, fantastic lineup. But obviously, as with all, all things with the show, if anyone's got any other suggestions, you think we're wrong, you think we should have another one. 
maybe you've got some names out there that were legends at your club. Maybe they're legends lower down the league that you want to go and throw up. Let us know in the comments. More than happy to have that debate on the show. More than happy to put the comments live. So thank you once again for going and joining us. And on next week's show, we are going to be talking about uh, something very different from, from legends. We're actually going to be talking about wingers. There's a few of them going on in the football league. Yeah. You know, there's been a, few, a fair few in the Premier League as well. So we're going to be talking about the greatest whinge bags in terms of football players. And that is on next week's show. But for now, all I've, we've got to say is thank you very much for going and joining us again. And uh, don't forget, if you fire up Google and you type two up top, guess what? Our name comes up first. Thanks for joining. Good night. Peace, people.